Hello! Welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent or guardian or a trusted adult before continuing to listen to my podcast episodes. So one of my friends, and shout out to him, he said, hey Oli, why don't you have a specific day of the week where you release your episodes? That way you kind of give your listeners something to look forward to. And so I, I think it was such an awesome idea. Um, instead of, you know, just uploading episodes sporadically to have a designated day. And so I have chosen Fridays so that you guys can slide into the weekend with some Oli vibes and Oli energy. I'm always looking out for y'all. So... Podcast Fridays is going to be a real thing. And I'm really, really going to try to keep this up, y'all. Of course, life happens and I may get sidetracked once in a while. But for the most part, I really want to continue to dedicate time to this. This has been an amazing project um, that I'm really, really grateful for. And so many people have reached out to me and expressed how helpful this has been to them. And so I really want to continue to nurture this. So with that said, let's dive right into our next topic so I was torn between talking about ADHD and narcissistic personality disorder but I have a feeling the narcissistic personality disorder one it's gonna take a minute it's gonna be a long episode so I'm going to go ahead and dive right into ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. While there are several different um, categories of ADHD, I am going to focus on ADHD, the combined type, the one that has combined features. So before I go into this rant, let me explain what ADHD is. ADHD is characterized by impulsivity. So poor impulse control, poor frustration tolerance, hyperactivity. Remember, I'm referring to the combined type the combined features. Hyperactivity, an inability to sit still for extended periods at a time without fidgeting, getting up and walking around, moving around, restlessness, behavioral issues, social issues within the school, home, and anywhere they go. Poor concentration and attention span, inability to retain information, now I want to make it clear that kids with ADHD, nine times out of ten, are very, very bright 
This is not an intellectual deficit at all. Okay? Kids with ADHD are just as capable as anyone else with the right resources in place. If the right resources are in place, they can be just as success, just as successful. Excuse me, mincing my words there. Just as successful, if not more, than anyone else. But the key is the right resources, and so. It's important to recognize that kids with ADHD will also have difficulty reading. Most kids with ADHD will tell you, I hate reading. And the reason they hate reading is because they have to read it over and over and over again for any of it to sink in. Because their attention span and their retention is impaired. Now, I, before becoming a therapist, and I remember even saying this to my best friend, who was also a therapist. Before becoming a therapist, I was like, yep, you know, I feel like the ADHD diagnosis is just thrown around, given to any kid, when oftentimes, kids are just being kids. And there's a label being thrown on them. While that is true in some cases, it's not always true. And if your child does in fact have ADHD and you're neglecting to accept that, that's a bigger issue. And it's a huge disservice to your child. And you've just sentenced them to live their lives in hard mode. So, before you make an ADHD diagnosis, you have to rule out other things. ADHD can look a lot like anxiety. And that's what's tricky about it. So you have to rule that out. You have to take your child to a qualified clinician that can ask the right questions, that can assess your child the right way to determine if there's an underlying uh, anxiety disorder. ADHD can also look like depression. So you want to take your child to a qualified clinician that can rule out depression. So it's important that you know your child and that you are aware of the steps that need to be taken when there is an ADHD diagnosis in place. Now, let's say all other factors have been ruled out and there is an ADHD diagnosis. Based on everything I told you, if your child meets criteria for the things that I expressed before related to the symptoms, Certain steps need to be taken. So for me, personally, it takes a village to diagnose ADHD. It's not just, what does the clinician say? It's not just, what does the psychiatrist say? 
It's not just what do the parents say. It's also what do the teachers say. And I know everyone wants to put down teachers and be like, oh, what do they know? They're not equipped to diagnose anybody. And no, they're not equipped to diagnose anybody. But guess what? Teachers spend the most time with our kids. And they're in the best position to be able to express an informed opinion about our children. And they may not be able to say, hey, your child has ADHD, but they can certainly say something's going on with your kid that you might want to look into. So for me, it takes a village. Everyone needs to be on board. There needs to be psychoeducational testing done to see if your child needs uh, a 504 plan or an IEP, which is essentially a special plan that is in place, that is, is put in place in schools for your child that provides certain accommodations based on the diagnosis, which would be a godsend. It would be a great thing to do for your child if they do in fact have that diagnosis. Um, and just beyond just the testing, um, which is super important, ongoing therapy, mental health therapy, behavior therapy, if possible, medication management, and constant feedback from the teachers, as well as implementation of certain techniques in the home environment that are discussed in therapy. Behavior charts, for example, a routine. Things need to be very organized when your child has ADHD. So listen, your child has ADHD, if they have a problem sitting still anywhere, if they have a problem with behavior anywhere, not just, oh, my kid behaves like a perfect angel in school, but then he comes home and he wants to burn the house down. That's not ADHD. ADHD is everywhere, anytime, there's a behavior issue, there's an impulsivity issue, there's a hyperactivity issue, there's a lack of concentration, anywhere, anytime. And again, I'm emphasizing, talking about the combined type of ADHD, because there's also ADHD that does not have the hyperactive features, that simply... um, refers to the part of your brain that um, retains information. So it's more specific to the attention span and the concentration portion without the additional behavioral issues that I'm referring to, okay? So if your child has ADHD, it's not the end of the world. What you want to do is normalize it for them. Receive as much education as possible from the clinician that you are seeing so that you can educate your child about it as well. Psychoeducation is very important as it relates to ADHD. You want to make sure you normalize it as much as possible for your child and for yourself if you're a parent. Number two, accept that it's a real diagnosis. So many people out there are like, ADHD doesn't exist. It's not real. It's fake. Kids are just being kids. 
And like I said, while sometimes maybe kids are just being kids, I'm telling you what to look out for. Don't look out for the kid that's misbehaving at home, but at school he's a perfect angel. Look out for the kid that has the social issues across the board, the behavior issues across the board, the impulsivity issues across the board, the hyperactivity across the board, the attention span issues across the board, the concentration issues, and the retention issues across the board. So I'm telling you what to spot, okay? It is a real diagnosis. And again, would be a disservice to your child if your child truly has ADHD and you refuse to acknowledge it. So step one is to acknowledge it. Step two would be the psychoeducation portion. Normalize it for your child. Because as it is, your child is already feeling the frustration that comes with not being able to retain information the way that people without ADHD can retain information. Create a schedule, a routine, a behavior chart. Rewards and consequences need to be in play. Very important. Incentives, very important. Um, behavior therapy is also a wonderful addition to mental health therapy because it really focuses on reinforcement checking in with the teachers constantly seeing how your child is doing how things are moving along the psychoeducational testing like I said it's the best thing you can do because if there is a problem with that information you can get accommodations for your child. And I know this is not what you guys want to hear, moms and dads out there, but some of your children will need medication and you refusing to put them on the medication is an issue. Listen, anyone who knows me, who has known me for two minutes knows medications for me are a last resort. I don't go straight to that route. Um, I try the therapy first. And if I feel like that's not cutting it, then I suggest to the parent, hey, how about a psychiatric eval to see where we're at here? Some kids, for some kids, not all kids, therapy is just not enough. And they need medication. An ADHD medication, the cool thing about it is you can give it to them while they're in school and while, you know, it's summer or they're on vacation or on the weekends, you don't have to give them the medication. And if you have concerns about the medication, the best person to express that to would be your medical doctor, your psychiatrist, because I'm not here to talk about medication. I'm here to talk about the therapeutic approach, but included in the therapeutic approach would be medication management. So it's my job as a therapist to ensure that my client is optimizing um, all of his resources, that he's utilizing all of his resources, that he's doing what he needs to do in order to be most successful. Um, So 
it's just important that moms and dads, you are open to learning about medication. If you see that your child has been in therapy, has done the testing, has the accommodations in school, all of that's in play and their grades are still low, they're still not focusing, they're still not concentrating, they're still not retaining what they are learning, they're still having behavioral issues and hyperactivity. I think at that point, it's time to consider the meds. You'll actually be helping them. Now, if you feel like therapy alone has made some, you know, wonderful progress, fine, great. But the thing is that it's not going to be just the therapy. Parents have to do their part. And a lot of parents think that therapy is just like this magic pill that you take and everything is suddenly resolved. No. When your child has ADHD, you need to be super involved, moms and dads. You need to create that schedule that they can look at every day. You need to create a behavior chart. You need to hold them accountable. You need to reward them when they're doing a good job. These are things that need to be going on because, listen, Kids work off of incentives, period. So I just want to say to my parents out there, do I think that sometimes ADHD is mislabeled or misdiagnosed? Yes, I do. And I think it takes a very good clinician to be able to rule out the other factors that could potentially be at play that could cause symptoms similar to that of ADHD. But ADHD does exist. It is real. And if your child has it, they need help for it because it will otherwise impair them for the rest of their lives. And again, it is not an an intellectual deficit by any means, but an inability to concentrate to retain information, that will make it very challenging for anyone without the proper resources in place. So get educated, read about it, learn about it, immerse yourself in this knowledge so that you can better assist your child in this process if they have um, an ADHD diagnosis. I can't even speak today. You can tell it's late. I'm like up. And I took a medication for um, my back. I've been having back problems. And um, I took a muscle relaxer. And you can tell it's kicking in. So that's my cue to tap out. I hope that the moms and dads out there have found this to be helpful. And I really pray that you get something out of this episode and if you have any questions or any comments feel free to let me know I am open to your feedback good or bad so with that said I'll catch you next time